is Saturday, January 9, 2021, and I'm happy for a couple of different reasons. Welcome to the Early Edge, powered by Sportsline. I am the coach, and this is the only daily sports betting podcast that's in your feed before 11 a.m. every single day, 365, and we do it all in 10 minutes or less. Coming up, a very profitable 7-2 and two night, and something I never thought I would say, we bet on the wrong ball, brother. That's it. That's it. But this is about football today. It's Wild Card Saturday. And thanks to the NFL, we've got three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. So if we're going to do that here at the early edge, I got to bring in the very best cappers in the business. So let's do that right now. Look below me. He's the number one NFL capper. He's focused. He's stoic. He's ready. RJ White, good morning. Good morning. Excited. It's a packed NFL Saturday. So I love to see it. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome? All right, and now down over there. Oh, look at him. He's saying, oh, I can't wait to talk. Tom, get the bass out of your voice. Fornelli is here. Tom, good morning. Good morning. Let's uh, three NFL games today, three NFL playoff games tomorrow. What a weekend we've got in store for ourselves. It's it's amazing, and that's why we're here seven days a week. And then to my immediate left, you can see him later today all over CBS HQ, breaking down all these games, Mr. Emery Hunt. Emery, good morning. Good morning, sir. Another day where we get to talk some football. It's all ball all day. And people love it. We're 10 minutes or less. So Darth, our leader, says, let's go. Okay, first game on the board, Colts and the Bills. Excuse me. According to our good friends at William Hill today, the Bills, minus 6.5, the total sitting at 51.5, a one Eastern kick on CBS. RJ, you start us off. Give it to me. Yeah, I like the Bills here. Bills ranked number one in weighted DVOA heading into the playoffs. Nobody is hotter than this team. I know that uh, the Kansas City is the best team in the league, but I think they can give them a run if they if they get to play them in the playoffs. That Buffalo's D stepped up down the stretch. You know, that's important with Indy running the ball well. I think Buffalo can get out to an early lead in the first half and exploit Indy's injuries at tackle to get to Rivers in the second half and prevent them from covering in the back door. So I, I think this line should be a little bit higher than six and a half. Uh, this is probably my best spread play of the day. I would go Bills minus six and a half. And then I also like the over in this game. I mean, that offense for Buffalo has been fantastic down the stretch. Three straight games of 450-plus yards and 38-plus points. Indy's D hasn't been good in the second half. They routinely give up around 400 yards. And I have Buffalo scoring more than 30 in this game. So all Indy needs to do is get to 21, and I think this goes over. So I would like the over here better than the, the spread, but Bill's in the over are my best plays of the day. I like the Colts and the points here. I think when you look at what the Colts do well, they run the football exceptionally well. And defensively, they remind me a lot of what the Bills used to be like last year. Now, the Bills do have talent on defense. They do have the ability to be opportunistic. But I think the run game of Indianapolis would do a great job of keeping this one very close. Now, uh, many of you out there right now probably scratch your head going, wait a second, RJ just said the Bills and and, and Emory said the Colts. Sometimes our cappers are going to disagree, and that's okay. We're here to educate, give you the information, and then you can make your selection as you see fit. I will say this, Emory that all of our cappers at Sportsline, the Sportsline app, uh, they're all rolling with the Bills, including our guy, the maestro, Larry Hartstein. So I'm just saying, you're on an island. You're on an island, but you're confident on that island. I'd rather be wrong by myself than wrong in a group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's correct. I kind of like that. I may steal that, too. Okay, our second game on the board. Let's go Rams-Seahawks. This is a 440 Eastern kick on Fox. Seahawks are giving three. The total is at 42. There's no Jared Goff today for the Rams. That's a big if for L.A. Um, Tommy, let's start with you. What do you got? 
Yeah, I like the under in this matchup. First of all, it's the third time that they've played this year, and we typically see during the regular season when division rivals meet for the second time, those games tend to be lower scoring. It's no different in the playoffs when they're the rare times where they meet for the third time, and we've seen in this series alone, I think the total for the first game was 55, and then it dropped to 47 in the second meeting, and now it's here 42, 42 and a half. But the first game featured 39 points. The second game featured 29 points. And whether it's Goff or Wolford, I just don't see the Rams offense doing a ton today. We know that the Rams have one of the best defenses in the league. And while Seattle is only 16th overall in DVA, if we look at weighted DVA, which shows how they've performed in more recent games, they're, they're ranked 11th. So that's a defense that has been improving, obviously, with Jamal Adams stepping in and other additions over the season. They've gotten better later in the year. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game like the first two meetings were. So I'm going with the under. I'm laying those points with Seattle. I think you look at a defense that's getting hot at the right time. Their offense is getting healthier in the run game. And they're facing a Jared Goff that's coming off of a thumb injury. And if he doesn't play, They're facing John Walford, who's limited in the passing game. So I'm laying the points with Seattle all day long. A couple of nuggets to back you guys up. Uh, Over the last eight seasons, 2012 to 2019, the under in the wildcard round is 24 and 8. And in 2019, 4-0. All right. And Emory, the Seahawks, they've won 10 straight playoff home games, 7-3 and against the spread in those 10 games. They love playing at home. And apparently Pete Carroll likes covering the spread. Uh, by the way, a uh, quick reminder, if you're not a part of the Sportsline family yet, what in the world are you waiting on? And I've got a deal of a lifetime just for you. If you open up an account today, and today's as good as any, and you use the promo code EDGE, you'll get 30 days for free. All of our great cappers. And in addition to that, you'll have all of our simulations at the Sportsline app, which have been absolutely killing it all season in all sports. Okay, third game on the board today. Bucks. Giving eight at Washington, the total, the total, excuse me, sitting at 44 and a half. This is an 815 Eastern kick on NBC. Tommy, you're the only one on this game. What do you got? Yeah, you know, everybody I've talked to this weekend, nobody wants to bet this game. Everybody's like, oh, God, no, I'm not, I'm not touching that thing. I, I think this is the perfect opportunity to go under again on a game because if we look at the Washington situation, what worries people is they don't know if it's going to be Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke playing at quarterback for the for the football team. I don't think it matters. Honestly, I think they're about the same as far as what they're capable of doing. And I think that this offense is not very potent, no matter who's playing quarterback for it. And then I look at Tampa on the other side, and I understand why you don't maybe don't want to lay that many points with a favorite on the road. I get it, because this is a good Washington defense that could get to Tom Brady and could cause the Bucs problems. It's just every single way I see this game playing out, whether it's a Tampa blowout or if it's a close win or even if Washington pulls off an upset, it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. So I am going to go with the under. Yeah, if Washington looked at what, uh, how Alex Smith moved around last week, he really couldn't move that well. The calf is really bothering him. So you need to limit Tom Brady and how many times he has the football. I think that's going to play uh, into their game plan. So I, I like that pick from you. Okay, we would be remiss if we didn't give everybody at home our favorite prop of the day. We're going to go RJ, Tom, then Emery. RJ, kick us off. I like Ronald Jones going under 12 and a half receiving yards. Washington allows the fourth fewest receiving yards to running backs in the league, which is good against any running back you're playing. But Tampa doesn't use Jones as a receiver. He's had zero or one catch in the last five games, under 10 yards in seven of his last nine. It should be a game, I think, where Tampa is up in the second half talking about the situations where Tom was just talking about. And I think if that happens, they're running the ball or doing play action to Jones, and they're not. there's no reason to throw to him in that sense. So give me under 12 and a half receiving yards for Ronald Jones. 
Same game, same energy, different approach. I'm going with the under 17 and a half rushing yards for Washington's J.D. McKissick because he's not a running back that's used in the running game. And if we look at the script for how this game is going to go, Washington is likely to be trailing. And this is a player who, during the regular season, had 25 more targets in the passing game than he did attempts in the rushing game. He'll only be out there when Washington's trailing as a receiving option out of the backfield. He's not going to get a lot of carries. I like the under 17 and a half rushing yards for J.D. McKissick. Let's stay in that same game. I like the fact that Washington, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback, they're essentially playing 10 on 11 versus Tampa Bay. So I'm going Washington will have the most punts in that game at minus 175. And in the Colts game at minus 115, Naheem Hines going over 53 and a half combined yards as both rushing and receiving. I can just hear people at home right now, Emory, saying, you want us to bet on punts? <laughs> Guess what? When you take a ticket to the pay window, they don't ask you what you bet on. They just say, how would you like that? People bet how on the coin toss in the Super Bowl, so don't come at me with this betting <laughs> on punts. I love it. All right. Okay, it's that time of the show. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. It's time for our full recap if you missed any of our incredible cappers. We're going to start with R.J. White. R.J. loves the Bills minus six and a half. He says this is his best play of the day of the wild card round. Uh, he also, in that same game, likes the over the total 51 and a half. And then his prop of the day, Ronald Jones, under 12 and a half receiving yards uh, in that game. Then Emery. He likes the Colts. He's opposite RJ, plus the six and a half. He's on the Seahawks at home, just giving a, a field goal. Uh, Washington with more punts. Now, that's laying 175, but you know what we say here on the show? Sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. He also likes Naeem Hines in the Colts game over combined 53 and a half rushing and receiving yards. And finally, Tommy, under 42 in the Rams Seahawks, under 44 and a half in the Bucks in Washington, and under... McKissick, 17 and a half rushing yards. You now have your mission and your marching orders. For Tom, take the bass out of your voice for Nelly. For Henry Hunt, for RJ White, and Jacob the jeweler, the man who puts his entire diamond together, let's take it all straight to the pay window. I am the coach, and this is the only place every single time for your daily early edge. Good luck. 